Hey everyone, welcome to the Project Esports podcast. My name is Dylan. I'm going to be hosting today, and we are joined by our lovely guest for today, our normal host, Andrew. Andrew, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey guys, I guess not too much of an introduce uh, introduction needed today, but yeah, I'm glad to kind of be on the other side of everything today, and it'll kind of be interesting. And hopefully, uh, Dylan doesn't dig too deep into my uh, dark past, but it'll be it'll be a fun episode. <laughs> And so we decided to do this day because um, we had a my little episode where we talked about collegiate esports, and we're always talking about James and what he has going on with his um, his Honor GG esports organization. So we figured it'd be a good idea to go ahead and uh, ask some questions uh, to you, just to see kind of what's going on with you in esports. <clears throat> so I guess let's just go ahead and start basically at the beginning. On how did you get into esports? Was gaming kind of a thing that you did a lot growing up, or did you get into it kind of recently? Well, probably disappointingly to my parents. No, they've they've always been supportive of it. But I've been playing games since I've I don't even know when I first started playing. I was probably three or four years old. I remember sitting in my dad's lap, and I think it was called Axe in Hand or something. It was an old Skyrim like RPG way back when on an old PC that I remember sitting on his lap. And kind of playing them with there. And that was really my first kind of gaming experience that I remember. And then uh, I remember me and my mom always playing this uh, Donald Duck game growing up on the PlayStation for the longest time too. So even since I was very young, I just started playing these kind of random games. And then more and more as it kind of grew up, it started becoming a little bit more of my life at some points. Probably more than it should have. But um, it's definitely kind of led to a good place where I've really kind of started getting into esports these last couple of years. When I really got into League of Legends, uh, probably three or four years ago is when I first started playing it. That's kind of when I started figuring out that this is much bigger than just video games and that there's a whole other side of the industry of video games than just making them, but also kind of the professional scene. So that's League of Legends was kind of my introductory when I started watching the professional matches. And then kind of as time's gone on, I started looking at the other ones, watching YouTubers, starting to watch people on Twitch. And just as time has gone on, I've just kind of devoted myself almost to the esports and obviously starting this podcast is one of those things but just over the last couple of years is really when I started getting into esports but I've been playing video games since I some of my first memories okay well I think that's kind of interesting because I think that is the story of a lot of people coming up nowadays in the esports industry and video games is that they kind of started out with a very supportive environment of where they're parents were like hey let's play video games together rather than I would say probably some of the older esports people who they either got into it in high school when they actually started making money and they bought their first computer or maybe you know their parents kind of just threw them a console like a like an NES when they were young or something like that but nowadays it seems like parents are really supportive of this whole thing and you know are encouraging uh, kids to actually get into it at, at least video games. And don't get me wrong, there are some days where they want me to get the hell off the computer or off my PlayStation and stuff like that. I mean, there are some times where that's probably good for me to get off a little bit. But no, they've always been very supportive. And I, I remember even going out to lunch the other day, I was trying to explain like esports to my mom and just kind of what it is and making these comparisons to traditional sports and stuff like that. So my parents are definitely open to kind of figuring out what it is and what I put so much time into at this point. So no, it's definitely... I've not been held back at all, so that's definitely a lot of the reason why I'm here. They've really allowed me to, so I guess I'm on lucky side in that I didn't have to really kind of fight with them 
to be able to get to the level where I'm at. So I've been very lucky with that kind of sense. So you said you talked with them a little bit about esports, but what about the whole you really wanting to take esports and getting into the industry to the next level? Have you kind of had that conversation with them? Do they kind of know some of your dreams and aspirations, I guess? Yeah. Um, so I guess I, I need to be, I guess I, they're not, no one's going to listen to it. That would actually get me in trouble. So I'm currently kind of lined up for an internship um, in Madison, Wisconsin this summer. And that's just kind of an insurance marketing one. It's just kind of a really good, solid resume booster for me. But recently, I've had this opportunity to kind of go through the interview stages for uh, Bucks Gaming right now. Um, so I'd be, if I end up making the team, I'd be on a very small team for the NBA 2K team. I kind of mentioned it last week. But I'd be doing content production and making videos and articles and that kind of stuff for the team there. And when that kind of came up, I mean, I had to kind of go up to my parents and said that I'm doing these interviews for this and that's kind of where those questions started asking and I think like they obviously want me to really weigh the choices I'm mean, gonna have a great internship already but I mean this internship that I'm applying for with Bucks Gaming is kind of my dream job while the other one is kind of like that safe secure job that you kind of always want out of college so they definitely know that I'm taking this serious enough to kind of give possibly give up a really good uh, opportunity that I already have so I I guess I don't even know where I really want to end up in the long run. I know I want to end up in esports, but I don't know a specific position or anything like that. But they definitely do know that I'm taking this serious enough that I'm heavily weighing it over other really good opportunities. But that conversation has really just started kind of happening the last couple of weeks. So it's still kind of new. Okay. I think that conversation is probably looking a lot better today than it was a couple of years ago especially since there's a lot more industry jobs rather than, hey, I want to be a professional gamer. Um, I think definitely because of that, the conversations have been a lot better recently. Um, but I still know tons of people that have some serious issues when they tell their parents they want to go to the games industry. So it is, it is always good to have supportive parents. Now, you said um, that you wanted to get into this internship that would um, you know, put you in a content-producing uh, kind of role and that you didn't really know where you want to go in the future um, so if you had any idea of like what your dream would be if you were doing esports so whether that is like you know running your own team or, or whatever what is like the most ideal scenario that you can see yourself doing um it's really kind of jumped around since I first got in the esports scene like when I first joined I'm like it would be so cool to own my own team and kind of run that and manage everyone. I've always really kind of loved being part of a team and helping lead it to something. But kind of as time's gone on, like I still think that'd be really cool. But definitely just being in a head marketing position, like being, um, I was talking to the uh, lead marketer of Fnatic, or one of the lead marketers at Fnatic the other day, and I think a position really like, like that would be really cool. Kind of uh, down the road, just you're really in the scene. You're in a very big company that's, I don't even know how much money they're uh, generating at this point, but he's still having that opportunity to really create something that you love. So I guess this content production is a great first step, but it definitely kind of be kind of the higher level of that and kind of being the head of marketing for Fnatic, for TSM. So something kind of like that would definitely be kind of the goal that I'm going for right now, that if my career path kind of followed, I think right now that's where I want to be. It could change in a year. It could change in a couple months. But right now, I think being the head of a larger esports organization of marketing 
would really kind of be a dream job. It really fits with everything I'm going to school for, kind of the environment I've grown up of, the startup kind of smaller scale, kind of you make everything happen around you. So that's kind of where I'm thinking. But again, things change so much. And I got I got time to figure it out, hopefully, but it's coming at me fast. Okay. And you said you are going to school for um, marketing, right? Yeah. So right now I am uh, going, I'm halfway through my junior year of double majoring in marketing and entrepreneurship. So I love making things and kind of starting up those businesses and small organizations. But I've also always been decent at it. And I really enjoy kind of marketing stuff and making sure people see what's kind of going on around them. Okay. And so how's collegiate life? How do you like uh, going up, going to college up north? Um, it was a lot different than kind of what I ex- first expected when I got into it. I mean, going through high school, you kind of hear all these big stories and stuff kind of like that. But really, it's just been a really good opportunity for me to really get the chance to do what I'm passionate about, which was I kind of got that opportunity in high school. Um, but I mean, I'm a, I have time to sit down every single week to make this podcast, to put the marketing out, to edit and all that kind of stuff. But I also still have time for video games for friends. It's just really, it's really awesome, honestly, just kind of having the opportunity to do whatever you want, whatever you're passionate about. I mean, I was able to adopt a dog this year and I've spent so much time with her. It's something that I never would have thought of in high school because I never thought I'd have time. I'd be so busy studying all the time. And there's people out there probably saying, I study all the time. I don't know how you have free time for all this. So I may be a little luckier, but it's just been a really great opportunity for me to really take time and have time to find what I'm interested in and actually make things happen with those rather than just talking about it, which some people, all they have time for is just talking about it. Mm-hmm. And so the school that you're going to, is it a small school or is it big? Um, it's, it's a small school. I mean, it's really kind of a suitcase, suitcase college. So a lot of people go home on the weekends. I'm right in the middle of uh, Milwaukee, Chicago, uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, so, a lot of people kind of go back to where they're from on the weekends, which is kind of unfortunate, but the school is awesome, and I get so many opportunities there um, that I kind of weighed out all the options of going to a bigger school versus a smaller school. And I've been happy with going to uh, the smaller school, but I definitely go to some of the larger ones around me uh, whenever I get the chance to visit some friends. But I think the smaller school definitely fits me better, and it's given me opportunities and time that I never would have had at a larger school. Yeah, that's good. So you can actually kind of take that time to do more self-development rather than just going to a big school of where you're fully encompassed and everything that they're doing there. Yeah, and I mean, I know I know you attended Penn State, and there's so many advantages, and there are some days where I really think going to a bigger school because you had the Penn State eSports organization. Like, there's nothing like that in a smaller school like this because there's no teams around it. There's not enough people to really kind of get that going. I'd love to get one going before I left, but – it's not established already. So there's definitely positives going to Penn State, but just kind of who I am and kind of the personality, what I want to get out of school. I've definitely loved going to the smaller one and really being able to do what I want rather than feeling the pressure of so much going on around me. No, I mean, that definitely makes sense because um, when I was going to school, I couldn't really find that much time to do personal projects. And I mean, just um, during that time, I don't think I was kind of at the the point of my life where I kind of develop myself well enough to be able to kind of get that, get that passion, I guess, to, to pick up all this stuff by myself. So I guess for a person like you, it is kind of good going to a small school where because you have that drive already, 
um, and you don't really need to kind of foster and grow it and you already kind of have it, it's good to go to that small school because you can kind of have all that time to actually do the personal stuff that you really want to and to kind of personally develop yourself rather than throwing yourself into the big mix and kind of hoping hoping in the big jumble you come out better, you know? Yeah, and I and I can 100% say that I do not think I would be into esports. I never would have done this podcast had I gone to a bigger school because I just would have felt a little more on the outside while with the people I'm surrounded by. I mean, I, I'm surrounded by nerds. I mean, I'll call my friends nerds. I'm a nerd out there. Um, and that I've really found that small group of people that really kind of accepting and that they support. They always they're always giving me shit trying to be on and on the podcast and stuff kind of like that, despite knowing nothing. But they've been really kind of positive and pushing me and really kind of encouraging me to kind of do these passion projects because I'm always trying to push them to do this stupid video here and there. And so now that they see that me actually trying to do something like this, they've really been supportive and really been so much more helpful than I ever thought. And it's really kind of helped me develop who I want to be and figure out what I want to do in the long run because I've had a small good group around me, but I've had the time and I've been able to meet great people like you, like James, and just people that are willing to help me figure out more about what I want to do and where I want to go and make it happen. Yeah, for sure. So I just actually wanted to talk about kind of the origins of the Project Esports podcast. So when did you start kind of bouncing the idea around in your head that you want to do an esports podcast? Is this kind of the first attempt at it? Um, You know, did it, was there kind of like a different form of Project Esports before this? So just kind of give me, give me the rundown on, on what it was up until James and I came into the picture. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been listening to podcasts nonstop for probably about a year and a half now. I really got introduced to them. Um, just through a friend that uses them a lot for like kind of self-improvement, but I just kind of transitioned towards video games because I've always had a big interest in the video game industry and I've always always wanted to be in there. So I found a group of podcasts um, produced by an organization called Kind of Funny, and I listened to them nonstop, and they've been a huge kind of impact on me, um, kind of learning about video game knowledge and that kind of stuff, but also encouraging without really saying anything to me to really could, uh, produce my own stuff. And I mean, I don't think I ever would have gone out and started the podcast if I hadn't ran across someone else trying to do it on Reddit, actually. I mean, this podcast wasn't even necessarily mine to begin with. I actually uh, saw a post from a different James saying that, hey, I'm kind of thinking about starting an esports podcast on the slash r uh, r slash esports uh, subreddit. And I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. So... Um, I kind of joined up. There's one other guy there, and um, we ended up doing one episode, kind of similar format to kind of what we do here. Um, a little different. It wasn't really as kind of put together. It was just kind of more converse, really in-depth conversation. We didn't really get to many topics. But then after one episode, it never got edited. I never really heard back from them. Everyone started saying, oh, I have, don't have enough time, don't have enough time. So that just kind of fell apart. So I'm like... Well, I don't care about you guys. Like, I still really want to do this. I really enjoyed talking about it. I've always wanted to create my own content, and I really felt like a podcast was somewhere where I could do it, something that I was kind of passionate about and really into. So I kind of flipped the switch and, well, I guess flipped the post and almost did the exact same post, but as me running it. And the original podcast was called The Esports Project. I switched up the name a little bit, and now we're Project Esports, and that was kind of the origin there. So 
It wasn't even my idea totally. I mean, I've made a couple of changes to the format. We're still trying to figure it out as a group here what we want to do in the long run. So it's definitely a different format than what the first one was. I, I never even have ending up hearing the first episode um, that we recorded from the other one. So um, it was kind of someone else's idea, but I kind of took it and made it my own. And I'm so happy that we're still going with it and that I found some awesome co-hosts to really make it a reality. Without that, I never would have been able to make it happen. Okay, interesting. I think uh, I, I think getting people together online is always super iffy. Um, I know tons of people who tried to get kind of gaming groups together online and stuff like that. And it's the same story of like, maybe the first time it's always, you know, it's kind of cool. It's good. You might even like all the people and then it just kind of falls through. Um, so I think we kind of got really fortunate with, uh, you, James and myself here of where all three of us kind of hit it off at first fairly well and, and actually just kept running with it. I think that's kind of, kind of a rare thing to be honest. No, definitely. And I don't know if you remember, but if you go back to our first podcast, we were supposed to have a fourth guest host, but he kind of just ended up disappearing as well. I mean, he sent a couple of messages. He said he couldn't make the first one because he was sick. And then I never heard back from him. So we were even supposed to have a fourth kind of guest host for the podcast. We never ended up replacing him. But uh, yeah, it, it, it is really kind of rare. And honestly, I didn't think it'd work out. I mean, I love talking to you and James the very first podcast, but I'm like, I was just kind of expecting the same thing to happen, that it would just kind of fall apart and that it wouldn't be kind of taken seriously. I mean, obviously, we're not trying to be the hardest, most professional people in esports right now. We're just trying to have fun and create content that other people are interested in. But I was just afraid with that laid-back attitude that it might just fall apart again, and I would have been really disappointed. But obviously, we're still here a couple months later. I think this is episode 12 already. So that's three months now that we've been doing this, and... I've been enjoying it. I mean, I really consider you and James close. I mean, good friends now and that I love talking to you guys. I really look forward to this every single Sunday. And yeah, it is definitely a rare scenario that I definitely think that if I tried this again a hundred times, it probably wouldn't have worked out. So we just happened to kind of stumble upon the right people. Yeah. And I think our attitudes towards this kind of reflect our attitudes towards just getting in the industry itself um, because everyone wants to work in video games. Everyone wants to work in esports. But to be honest, everyone can't do that. Like, that's just, it's not a possibility. There's not enough jobs. But the thing that kind of separates us from a lot of other people is that, you know, we kind of just went for it. So, James, on one hand, you know, joining Honor and, you know, working with their league team and stuff like that, I think he was telling us, I think it was two weeks ago, um, two podcasts ago, that. He was just talking with his girlfriend one day, and then she was like, you know what, you should just go for the esports thing, go go and try something. And so he did, and, you know, just started working for him. And then yourself, you know, going for that internship, I think it just takes a lot of initiative to get into the esports industry. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't have, which, I mean, I think that kind of reflects on all of us that we kind of do have it because we're able to pick something up that, because in all honesty, there is no repercussions if one of us were to be like, you know what, eh, I'm not going to do this anymore. There's like no backlash because it's just a thing that we do kind of because we enjoy it. And I think because we were able to kind of run with that, it it, it kind of shows how, how dedicated we all are. And that reflects on us actually going to be able to get into the industry. Yeah, and this is definitely something I've said. And even in the Honor Esports uh, interview, it kind of came up too. But 
if you want to do something, just kind of go out and do it. Like you're saying, there's no repercussions. I mean, if each and every one of our listeners wanted to go out and start their own podcast and only one or two of them end up going through, well, all of you just learned something by trying to start that. You learned something about all the audio editing and forming a group and trying to figure all this out, advertising a podcast. I mean, even if all this seems very small and it was a failed attempt, it is going to make a difference down the road. And I mean, it's definitely being the marketing kind of the marketer in me that even if all this would have gone wrong, I still could have gone and said five or six lessons of what I learned from just doing one or two podcasts. And I definitely think that's something that a lot of people just don't realize that if you just do something and it fails, the worst thing that happened there is that it failed and that you can try it again 10 more times if you really wanted to and that. I mean, I'm not going to go into any of the cheesy quotes about every time you fall, you get back up again. But like, it is really true is that if you just go out and take the shot, the worst thing that can happen is that they say no or it fails and that you have to try again. I mean, I really love that kind of mindset of never really giving up and just doing what you're passionate about. And that's something that I've really come to figure out the last couple of years. I just need to care less about what other people think of me and just kind of focus more on what I want to do. I really think esports has really given me that opportunity to kind of, I mean, I definitely post, I was always afraid to like to post on social media video game stuff because I was afraid of being made fun of. And now that's all what my social media is. So just kind of realizing that you do whatever you want and kind of forget about what other people um, think about you and your life would be so much better and you'd be able to accomplish more than you could ever really imagine. I think all that was actually just actually perfect like all that totally made sense and i would i would definitely repeat that but have you taken any classes on like uh entrepreneurship or like uh startups at all uh just because i know you you do business related things have but have you have you done any classes on those yet yeah so i guess i just finished uh my i've done two courses now i've done the introduction entrepreneurship and then a small business slash small family class i just finished this last semester um yeah i mean and then uh Another thing I was a part of, I was the president of the Collegiate Entrepreneurship Organization um, at my university for a year or two. So I've really been involved in the uh, startup scene kind of like that just as much as um, the esports scene at this point. I've actually tried to uh, launch two different startups myself. Uh, one of them ended up being revenue positive. I mean, I still lost money on it, but I ended up selling a couple. So that was a really cool experience that really kind of helped figure out who I was. And I'm still kind of working on another one on the side here and there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely into the entrepreneurship scene just as much as the esports scene. I really enjoy it. And I see a lot of similarities between the two, which is why I think I have such a passion for both. That is exactly what I was going to bring up too, is if I, I think there's so much crossover between the esports industries and kind of like the, uh, the startup scene, not just because the overlap of there's a lot of esports startups, but just like the same attitudes. I think definitely you need to carry over a lot of them um, I am during my senior year, I had just like a throwaway class. Like it was an elective and I think it was like, it was a super general elective. Like I could kind of do whatever I wanted with it. Um, but I took a, a class on startups and the whole class, the way it was run is we got in there and we had this like really crazy professor. He was super, super out there. Um, but he basically the whole class, instead of actually reading or anything, he's like, we're just going to do a startup. And so the whole class was just us just going through a startup and kind of just seeing firsthand experience on what it was. And this like elective course I had 
actually taught me so much about the esports industry, even though we did not bring up the esports industry at all. Um, so I would definitely say, if if anyone else out there, and I'm sure you could you could definitely back me up on this, but anyone out there who is interested in getting in the esports industry, just take a little like a little online class or just some lectures on a startup, because a lot of the same sentiments definitely come just completely cross over. No, and I definitely agree. And heck, even if you're not interested in like joining an esports team, even if you want to be a Twitch streamer, take an entrepreneurship class. Being a Twitch streamer is running your own startup of just you. I mean, all entrepreneurship is is teaching you how to market your product or idea or even your person yourself for very little or different ways of approaching things. And sometimes it's law and stuff like that. But all it is is just really teaching you to go out, take that chance, and helping you, giving you those steps to make that a reality. So even if you're, yeah, if you're a wannabe Twitch streamer, I 100% recommend you go read a couple of articles on entrepreneurship because it will make a huge difference. And all those, I mean, Summit 1G and Lyric and all those guys, they're entrepreneurs as much as there are Twitch streamers. And that's what makes them so well is that they understand the game outside of just playing games. So whether it's esports, video games, streaming, even just life in general and entrepreneurship course can really teach you valuable skills that you'll use in everything throughout your life. So I really recommend that no matter what you're interested in. But especially for streamers, that's what entrepreneurship is, is making something for yourself with only yourself. Yeah, exactly. So let's go ahead and switch gears over to just the esports industry as a whole. So what is your like, hmm, I don't know how to phrase this exactly, but I, I ask a lot of people this, but like, what is, what is your esports like moment that always like resonates with you? So kind of an example is my esports moment was like the first time I ever went to a tournament. I went to a StarCraft II tournament and that was like, it was like an enlightenment. Like as soon as I went there, like it was, it was super amazing. Do you have like a moment like that? Like your, your esports like moment? This is going to sound crazy, but it actually just happened a couple months ago. I mean, I've been following esports for a while, and I've always been really into it. But it was just at this last League of Legends World Tournament. And what it was, was the moment where I set an alarm to wake up to watch the semifinals of the League of Legends World uh, Tournament at 3 in the morning my time. And that I was just jumping up and down, yelling at my TV, waking up my roommates, just so excited and so into it and waking up so early in the moment and just the excitement of everything that was going on. I had no difference on who won, who won that game. I don't remember who played it, but I just remember the fact that it was something that I was so passionate about that I was willing to wake up at an ungodly time that I didn't really care about what was going on around me, but I was just so engulfed in everything that was going on that I just kind of forgot everything around me. And that was something that really kind of flipped the switch of like, this is what I really want to do. When you find something that you forget about the world around you, whether it's a relationship, a job, or an interest, that's definitely where you want to go. And at that moment, I realized this is something I want to do for the rest of my life without a hesitation. So that was, I mean, it's still a rather recent memory for how long I've kind of been interested in esports, but that was the moment where I realized that this is something that I'm so utterly passionate about that I don't think it'll ever leave me. I, I think that's a perfect moment. I think that is, you know, something that definitely shows kind of 
what the like what esports does to a lot of people and and you know how it just resonates super super hard with a lot of people yeah it was it was definitely something that i was i won't forget and i'm really excited for hopefully it's a kind of the same kind of passion this year i mean i love i love those big tournaments and i've never got to go to anything live kind of being in the center of the country there's not much going on around me i don't have any of the big tournaments i don't even have pax east or west we were talking about that the other day so I've never really had the opportunity to go to any of those big gaming events kind of live. So to be that interested in something that was just digitally really kind of shocked me. I mean, I've always been a big fan of sports and stuff kind of like that, but that was more passionate than I've been about Packer games. And I'm a big kind of Wisconsin guy. So that moment was really kind of memorable for me and definitely made me want to dive into this as much as I can and hopefully attend, attend one of these events live. That's why... I was really hoping for uh, FlyQuest to be the official Wisconsin team, which they're kind of looking like they're going to be. So hopefully one day they'll play at home. <laughs> Is there any tournament that's coming soon that you're planning on going to see, or do you just have like kind of a, a dream to go any to any tournament in particular? Yeah, it, it's just kind of a dream right now. I mean, there hasn't. I, I guess I haven't looked too much into tournaments that are upcoming or anything kind of like that, and. And at this point, I don't really, really care what the eSport would be. I would probably attend it, and hopefully, uh, I know the Milwaukee Bucks, like, obviously, I'm applying for a job there, and they're doing Bucks gaming, that they're setting up, they're building a new arena with eSports in mind. So hopefully within a year or two when that's built, that there'll be events starting to come there, and that I'll be attending something there. But otherwise, at this point, I'm ready to go just about anywhere for anything at this point. I don't have anything in mind, but it's definitely kind of on my realistic bucket list that i want to make happen within the next year or so the overwatch league though california yeah i know the overwatch league and i know i was thinking about going out there uh for spring break and maybe trying to drag i'd be going with my two of my roommates and try to drag them there for just even a game or two i think that'd be unbelievable and it just the venue's super cool too so i'd be it's something that i've honestly looked at i haven't uh looked into it like seriously yes but it's something i keep in the back of my mind whenever i think about taking a trip somewhere yeah i would definitely recommend uh going to just about any tournament because they all have that same um i I like the vibe to it i guess of where like you just walk in and it's like very uh very self-reaffirming i guess is the correct word of where you just walk in and kind of any doubts that you have are just 100 percent reaffirmed of like you know uh maybe it's like crazy that i'm into esports or whatever but like as soon as you walk in you go wow i can't believe every one of these people has the same passion i do yeah it's 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 finally find your people yeah you're surrounded by yourself it's like and yeah i definitely love that feeling and i mean once again i have my two roommates that are big and not big into esports but they're definitely growing on and they watch all the professional games so it's great having that small community around me but being surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of big fans would be unbelievable and that's definitely something i want to make happen uh, sooner than later now is there anything about the industry that um i i guess would maybe upset you or something that you don't like about the industry or maybe something like a direction the industry is heading in um and i think we talked about this a little bit last week on the new year's resolution uh not the, the new year goals and kind of what do we expect for the upcoming year in esports and I've talked about it before, and I definitely think, um, just kind of in general, not even just the NCAA, but too much structure in esports, uh, I think just kind of scares me. And I, this is something that I will not be the last time I talk it up, but I don't think there should ever be one governing body for all of esports. I definitely love the 
Riot managing the NALCS and the LCS as a whole and Blizzard taking control of theirs. Like, I definitely like the idea of keeping the power in the publisher hands because they always want to obviously make money but do the best for the game to keep the league running. While if there's just one big governing body or even the NCAA governing all of collegiate esports, it always just scares me. So if that was to ever go down that route... I mean, it could be really, I think, uh, hurtful. And even net neutrality could be very hurtful for uh, esports as a whole. So I'll be interested to see how that forces the hands of some. But right now, I love the franchising models. I love how esports is growing. I mean, hopefully they don't grow too fast and kind of trip before they get to where they want to go. But right now, the industry is going exactly where I hope so and makes me want to be a part of it even more. Okay. Well, good thing you weren't around during the the big oppressive Kespa days um, of where the Korean Esports Association was really, really big, uh, where you had to, like, go through them if you lived in Korea and wanted to be a pro gamer because you need to get, like, a license and stuff. That sounds like probably, like, one of your worst nightmares. Yeah, and and I mean, if it's done right, I don't think it can – it will be a bad thing. I mean, obviously, structure for anything should benefit it, but I mean – You've seen in the last couple kind of months, there's been so many arrests and investigations and stuff like that going into Kespa that clearly it wasn't done right and that there's a reason that it's not as big and kind of dominant as it once was. So anything done right, I'm always going to be okay with. But anything that focuses on the money or focuses on self-gain rather than the industry, the games, and the fans just scares me. And that's why I don't like the NCAA because I feel like they care more about the money than the fans and the sports. Now, you said you're okay with it, you know, not being in the hands of, like, one giant entity, but, like, in the publisher's hands. Now, how do you feel about it just being in kind of the community's hands, kind of like how a lot of, you know, smaller games are run? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not trying to say that I'm not okay with that. But, like, I guess in the ideal world, the publishers being the highest power that would go to and that there's nothing uh, kind of regulating the uh, companies. Um, so Blizzard and Riot would really be the largest I go, but I love that the Smash community is kind of self-made. And I guess even StarCraft, I mean, I, I'm sure Blizzard kind of has some interaction with that, but it's not as big as it once was. But I love the, I mean, that's the startup scene. I mean, those smaller communities that just making it happen because they're passionate about it. I'm always going to support and love because that's what I'm going to school for. I love those small communities just doing something because they're passionate about it. Very similar to this podcast. Yeah, so I'm definitely not putting those down, and I love those kind of communities as well. I was just kind of getting more at that. The largest power I want regulating esports would be the um, company owning the league. Okay, I definitely think that's really fair. So do you have any, I would say probably any more personal projects that you're kind of working on uh, besides this podcast um, or besides just your internship? I mean, I have the New Year's, I, I have the New Year's resolutions that I, I'm, mean, this is really the year where I want to start. I mean, my, I sent out the tweet the other day is that this year I want to make cool shit and do cool shit. So, I mean, I don't know what that's going to entail. I mean, I definitely want to start looking into Twitch streaming more. I, I just love playing video games and I'm playing them all the time. So I might as well start streaming. So that's something I really want to kind of, find time to dedicate to and really get into 
as well as I, I love writing and creating videos and I think the Bucks internship would give me that opportunity at a much larger level. But even outside of that, I would definitely love to write more articles. I mean, I I write these little esports articles and just post them on QRL or medium.com. But I would definitely kind of love to take that to the next level and even get published in a couple small websites and things like that. So I don't have too many big projects that I'm working on, but this year as a whole, I just kind of want to make more cool shit is really what my big goal is for 2018. I think that's a really good goal to have. And I don't know if you've seen, but there are tons and tons of, uh, of eSports organizations looking for people who write articles. Yeah, I know. And I, you always see them popping up here and there on Reddit, and there's people all over trying to go into it. And I've looked into a couple, and none of them have quite been the right fit or a little, or a little more than what I'm ready to put into right now. I mean, it's either an unpaid like just like recapping games or it's seven days a week with a little bit of pay but a little above where i'm at right now so i definitely love to get to that kind of point but um yeah it's just kind of i want to start taking those first steps i've always loved writing and like i said making stuff like this podcast and video so just kind of going out of my way and finding more things to write about more things to make videos about more things to talk about is definitely kind of where i'm focusing on and i don't I don't need to be paid for any of it. I just really do it for the passion projects and kind of uh, just doing it out to get my name out there a little bit and kind of get more into the industry. Okay. I think that's fair. So let's go ahead. And this, this interview has been pretty tame so far. So I think it's time to put someone on blast. Okay. So let's talk about our esports. So maybe not too hard because half our content might come from our esports. But um, what, what are your thoughts on it? Because I don't know. I just had something kind of like brewing within me the past couple days about that subreddit. And I just kind of want to hear just like someone else talk about it. It's, it's a love-hate relationship. I mean, like I said, we do get so much from there. That's where we find a lot of our news articles and stuff like that. But then again, the other, I mean, that's the 10%. And that's been pretty scarce these last couple of weeks that's what kind of why we've been changing up the format and the topics i mean 90 percent of that's just shit posting i mean people advertising their small organizations and like i'm definitely all for kind of i i want you to advertise i want you to do that i mean i've advertised our podcast on esports a couple on our esports a couple of times but it's just there's just memes it's getting pretty toxic i mean over these last couple months i feel like it's getting more and more toxic i mean i guess that's kind of the esports uh kind of what they're known for that's this point and they're just kind of re uh affirming that stereotype unfortunately but i mean i'd i hate it i i I really do but i need it and i check it every single day so i can't (laughs) say too much about it but it it's not the moderators. It's just there's so much shit posting on all of Reddit that it's hard to really keep it at a level where it needs to be or that people want to be at. So, I mean, I guess I'm not going to go too much into hitting on the, my number one news source at this point, but some changes need to happen. And I think I think that will kind of come as the esports organize, at the industry kind of grows up a little bit. I mean, it's still... I'm, we're still just a little baby industry. We're still trying to figure out our shit, and we're on the internet, so there's going to be plenty and plenty of trolls for years to come. Okay, so thank you for the the validation that you gave me about that subreddit. 
because I have a lot of the same sentiments. Um, but I just I do think that is pretty strange um, about all the kind of advertising posting I guess on there about these small organizations because it seems like they're just like pop it, like they just like pop up everywhere and they're like always done within like a week or a month probably for the same reasons as we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast of where things just kind of fall through super hard but it's a shame because there's real opportunities out there in the industry especially in smaller projects and it is really disappointing to see these smaller like the smaller ones that kind of don't get any traction just because everyone involved doesn't have a real drive because I feel like it really pushes a lot of people away from it because um, I'm sure you might have been in the same position of where, you know, there might have been an opportunity and joined up and then it kind of just fell through super hard. So every time you see, oh, hey, so-and-so is recruiting for this, you kind of just brush right past it and don't see it as a real opportunity, right? Yeah, and I mean, it's almost a meme on the Reddit uh, subreddit at this point that, oh, another organization is popping up. Like, they won't last another week. I mean, that's usually the top comment when people are advertising, like, oh, another organization that won't make it to next week. And, I mean, I've definitely gone out of my way in some that looked to be a little bit more promising with people that had backgrounds and knew what they were talking about. Like, I go in and, like, help with their website a little bit, do a little bit of freelance marketing for them. And it's kind of all out of my own time because it's something I'm passionate about and I see that they're passionate about it too and they just don't know what to do. But even those people, even a lot of the people that have the ideas behind it, they just don't know how to execute it and it just falls apart or they don't have time or they don't take it seriously enough. So, yeah, I mean, some make it out. I mean, you see Honor Esports. I mean, they are doing really well. They're growing. I mean, they're starting to win games. I mean, I love seeing them on Twitter and doing so well. So, I mean, some of them do come out. But those, I mean, those are one in, I feel like, 1,500, one in 2,000 come out and make even some traction i mean the number that actually win a tournament or even qualify for a tournament is i can't even figure out what those odds are so i mean i definitely want people to keep trying i'm not saying that you shouldn't try but i'm just saying that if you want to do something and involve other people you need to be ready and figure out what that time commitment is really going to be and and that's something that i've definitely kind of thought about writing on is that a lot of people starting these organizations have no business sense. I mean, not to be a dick, but they've played video games and that's all they know and that they're not attending school for business. They're probably doing game design or something like that. They don't know how to run an organization, which is a business. So I've definitely thought about writing just like a basic article about like, here's how to like manage a little group. Like, I don't think I do too bad for us. I mean, we have a little Slack channel, like we communicate enough and we have a kind of just a couple rules and kind of how we do things and that's all you really need to do to start one of these organizations but so many people don't even realize you need those and that's like the number one thing that goes wrong so that's definitely something that i mean if you guys if any of our listeners have questions about it, i'd love to answer but otherwise i might just put out a short article like here's how to last longer than three days in an esports organization <laughs> i i think that's something that's definitely needed for a lot of people i mean not even just for an organization just but just for like small groups together like i know like uh i know at this point it's a meme about like uh about group projects and stuff at school but like no one knows how to run anything yeah in any sort of group sense like even if it's just like a small group that's just designed to complete one task it's it's rough yeah and and i don't know where that comes from i mean 
And I probably know exactly where it comes from. And I mean, I, it's hard kind of bashing on like computers and technology because that's what we're based on. That's what esports is. But it comes from that people just don't have that kind of. It doesn't even need to be face to face interaction, but just those real kind of connections and kind of interpersonal skills of like just being able to sit down and like on our first podcast we met like four minutes five minutes before is all we talked before our first podcast being able to sit down and have a real conversation actually get somewhere is just kind of being lost on all generations i'm not just putting it on us on our younger um kind of generations but even on the older generations is just progress isn't made in conversations anymore i don't feel like half the time i talk to people anything is ever really done it's just like oh i don't know like what's up like i don't know what are you doing and then just kind of keeps going back and forth that people i think it's just indecisiveness not knowing what to kind of decide what to do and just kind of making that forward progress is just kind of being lost and i think that's because people i miss phone calls i miss face-to-face conversations and that kind of stuff and i definitely think those are important especially in group projects you can't do a large group project all digitally i mean you can you can make it work but just that was even talking through Discord makes a big difference than just through email and text. And that's something that a lot of people don't get. Yeah, for sure. You you can't just do giant projects online without any voice. It just it just doesn't work. And even if it does work, the amount of effort you put into it is just so much more than just having a quick conversation. Oh yeah. Yeah, and imagine trying to I mean, we have Slack and we send the little IMs, but I mean, if we ever had anything big to talk about, we could in Discord, we talk about it before and after the podcast. I mean, imagine if we just went into every podcast kind of blind with no communi- like no voice communication. It just make everything harder than it needs to be. And that's really what kind of the world is coming to is that everyone's just making things harder on themselves by not taking the extra 30 seconds to to just give a quick call or to do to hop on discord or to hop on facebook messenger and give them a call like it just takes a little bit of extra effort rather it be in a group project rather it be in the esports industry rather it's in anything you're doing just that extra 30 seconds of time you put into something is what separates you from the average person to a person that's going to do something in whatever you're working on so is there a tip a tip that you would give to I don't know, I guess just everyone, like, good life advice, like, just through going through the esports industry and going through all your different marketing classes, like, what's just one tip you would give to people just to, to raise their, their quality of, of who they are as a person a bit, maybe? Um, I guess I'll kind of, I'll do one, the first one I'll kind of do more, like, kind of business and business-oriented than anything that I kind of really learned through schooling and through esports industry and that I think is really kind of part of the reason why I've made it so far in this Bucks interview. But it's professionalism, and it doesn't even mean you don't have to be Mr. Snooty, dressed up in a suit, like always being super serious. Like that is not who I am a lot of the time. But it is knowing who you are and how you want to present yourself to the world. Like I was saying, I was always so afraid to post things on about video games on social media because that's what I thought my personal brand was, was not someone that did that kind of stuff. But now I'm realizing that I'm okay with that and that's what I want to present because that's where I want to end up in the world. So I I don't swear on social media. I mean, I swear a little bit here on the podcast. But I mean, I'm always very professional, very kind, very... It's the golden rule of you treat others how you want to be treated. And that goes a long way, especially on online presence because that doesn't go away. 
and people will find that and they will judge you based on how you interact, what you post, what you retweet, what you like on any social media platform. So something I always encourage is to figure out what do you want to do, what do you want to present, who you are, and then just kind of bring that over to social media and be consistent about it. Don't go on just a random rant one day swearing 8 out of 10 words on Twitter if that's not what you do all the time. I mean, some people make money doing that, but just know what you want in life and present that on social media and be professional and kind of consistent with that would kind of be the big business advice. And then I guess I kind of already gave the kind of life advice that I'd give everyone that I've really kind of figured out about myself last couple of years is that care less about what other things about you do what you're passionate about and just kind of follow that and the people around you will change a lot I mean I've had friends come I've had friends go go I've lost people in my life that because of what I've got interest in and stuff like that like they'll come and go but in the end if you just focus on what you're passionate about you'll be happy you have the right people around you and that you'll be able to do much more in your life if you just know what you want and you follow that and not care about what other people think. I think that was very, very wonderful. And I think that would be definitely a really good note to end on and some really good life advice. I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the little quote grab that we put out this week for that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of one. I mean, I was hoping I'd make something kind of funny to come out of this, but it was, it was a little more serious than I thought it was going to be. But I know I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I, I associate a lot of it with esports of what kind of figuring out what I want to do with my life, but it doesn't have to be based around video games. I mean, it doesn't matter what you're passionate about. Everyone has a passion for something and mine happened to be esports and I've been able to make that a reality. And I try to be a little more funnier. I always try to make jokes here and there, but this is something that I'm really passionate and serious about. And I, I hope that some of you do take the advice because it's advice that I've been given and that I've learned um through a lot of time so i mean i'm still pretty young obviously but it uh it's something that i wish i would have known earlier so i want to thank you so much for actually interviewing me it was really kind of weird being on the other side i've never really been interviewed like this but it's been fun talking and i always kind of love talking about this stuff obviously i could talk for another hour if we really wanted to <laughs> yeah and, it, and it's good because uh a, a, a large amount of um all our interactions are through the podcast and so it's always good to have these kinds of things so we we, we always learn a little bit more about each other at each podcast and uh, I think it, it, it is interesting because like uh, like we were talking about before we we talk through slack and all that um, but all our voice uh, communication we might do a little bit before and a little bit after the podcast but the bulk of it is just during the podcast so yeah. All our relationships are just kind of growing through the podcast as we're doing them. So I think it is kind of interesting, uh, probably from a a, a listener perspective, just to see it grow um, with each episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can see how comfortable we are with each other. I mean, you probably learned numerous things about me that I've never learned that you never knew before this and that you're figuring out for the first time as well. And I mean, I learned about that from the kind of interview we had with you about collegiate esports and with James. And I mean, you're seeing like our kind of relationship develop the same time as we are. So I think that's kind of different. And I hope that kind of makes us different than a lot of other podcasts because we're not a group of friends that we know since third grade that we're just three random guys just kind of forming this relationship purely over esports, purely digitally. 
which yeah. I think is pretty cool. And it's, it'd be a pretty interesting, like kind of psychology experiment. Cause it's, it's kind of unique. Yeah. And I'd definitely be interested to see, like, it, 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 if we keep going with the podcast for, for quite a while, um, the part twos of these interviews, because yeah. we're, we're, I mean, definitely the things that we're going to be doing in the next couple of years are probably going to be pretty, pretty big things to talk about. So I definitely would like to do like a, like a revisited interview. Cause I mean, I'm sure some of it will kind of um, le- like leak out throughout the various podcasts as they're going on and stuff, but it would be nice to, to kind of play catch up like oh since our last interview yeah. Andrew tell me about all the all the cool stuff you've been up to yeah and so. kind of see how our perspectives change and maybe life advice that we learn or anything kind of like that and just how yeah I think it'd be really cool to see like in a year like how the esports industry has changed as well as how we've changed and kind of how our perspectives have changed I think it'd be really cool um, to kind of look at in the future so I think that'd be a really cool idea to kind of keep up with and obviously yeah, like you said it'll keep coming out we'll talk about it in episodes as it, kind of as it happens but looking back at something as a whole or kind of looking back at my experience as a whole in esports is definitely different than just talking about it for a minute here and a minute there yeah definitely so if you just want to go ahead and and give your your wrap up at the end and i'll give us our our big wrap up awesome yeah so yeah i want to thank you all so much for listening for to my interview i guess i'm kind of wrapping up for that but uh it was it was really fun and that i want to thank you all for listening and i guess any social media you want to follow me on, I'll be at uh, NIMS41, N-I-M-Z-41. That's on Twitch, um, Instagram, Twitter, anything kind of like that. And I'm always active to uh, talk about anything, talk about esports, video games, just kind of life advice or anything I've learned. I mean, I'm only 21 years old, so don't go looking for anything too deep. But um, I always love talking about that kind of stuff. So, yeah, thank you all for listening. And, yeah, Dylan, wrap it up for us. Yeah, and thank you for letting me interview you. Um, actually, I have uh, quite a few interviews kind of lined up uh, with various people that we'll probably be releasing kind of as we have our, our little off weeks. So hopefully this is a good good first run for me, and I'll definitely be getting better at it. So thanks for helping me try to learn a little bit and try to flex my skills um, so I can get better at this. Um, but yeah, so go you can go ahead and catch us on we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, um, YouTube. Is there any other ones I'm missing? We're on just about like every podcast. I really, uh, I really think about everything. We're working on Spotify still. They haven't got back to me recently, but hopefully within the next couple months, that's a big goal of me that will be up on Spotify as well. But for now, yeah. Um, and then uh, for social media, we're at the um, the esports, no, the esports pod um, on Twitter, and then uh, the esports project on. Uh, Project Esports, I'm sorry, on uh, Facebook as well. So please give us a like there. Leave comments, leave reviews, whatever you can. Share with friends. I mean, anything you guys can kind of do helps us so much. And we try our hardest, but it really comes down to you guys, the listeners, to really help make this bigger in a reality because we want to do more for you guys. But in order for us to do more, we kind of need a little more uh, push behind us. So we really need you guys to kind of help us give that. Yeah, especially in this beginning stages, it's always every every person is is really important whenever they're, you know, downloading any of our things. So and don't forget, we actually post every Monday morning. So go ahead and, you know, subscribe and you'll get it every Monday morning. So we'll catch you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Project Esports podcast.